Hey guys, super pumped about today's episode. We're going to deviate a little bit today from the typical fair and festival marketing and entertainment episode, uh, and we're going to delve into something that was really fun for me that I got to do back in August while I was performing at the OC Fair. I had the opportunity to drive down to San Diego where my favorite watch company, Original Grain, is based out of. As most of you know, or a lot of you know, I love to collect watches. These guys use repurposed materials like whiskey barrels, beer barrels, um, wine barrels. They've taken seats from Yankee Stadium, things like that, and they make wood and steel watches out of them, and they are amazing. And I had the chance back in August to go sit down with their co-founder, Andrew Beltran. Andrew and his brother Ryan started the company several years ago on Kickstarter. They have been enormously successful with over 400,000 units sold over the last four or five years. We talk business, branding, and social media marketing in today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. You're listening to Fair Game, the fair industry's premier podcast experience with your host, Robert Smith. But it had like the pink background on it that had like this embossed flame on it. And I was like, that is just sick as shit. Like, I love that thing. Mm -hmm. And then I went to go back and I was going to get the black because they had one that was like black with the gold hands on it, a couple different designs. And I'm like, I'm going to go get another one. And then they were not available. Right, yep. That's and I was right. like, huh. And then the one thing I realized about that watch is when it's all wood, it's so lightweight. I'm like, if you even turn the, a doorknob or a car handle the wrong way and torque the lugs, yeah. you're going to bust them. You're done, yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. that one comes out like once a year now, like at a Christmas party right, or whatever, yeah, where it's like yeah. real delicate. <laughs> so along the way, I was like, you know what? I um, I wonder about that original grain thing that Kevin showed me, and so I look it up, and uh, it was probably getting in toward. I think it was, cr- it was either Christmas or my birthday, and Sarah's like, "What do you want?" And I'm like, "I think I want an original grain." And she goes, "Okay," and she looks at the website and she goes, "Oh, babe, come on! Like which one? There's like ten of them." Right, right. I'm like, "Well, I kind of like those three. She's like, "What about this one that's super thin, the minimalist one that you guys do?" And I'm like, "Eh, I like a bigger case. Yeah. Like I like a heavier thing." And she goes, all right, I'll pick one of those three. And um, so the first one that came in was the whiskey barrel. Right. It was at that point. So you had already done your second phase second, Kickstarter. Second Kickstarter, yeah. But um, yeah, I get so many compliments. Yeah, on that's, it. A, that's so. a showstopper. Everybody says that. That espresso plating, it's interesting. Like, obviously, the wood story is such a compelling story. There's some, there's some kind of emotional connection. But at the end of the day, our best sellers have been incorporated with unique steel. It, yeah, that, it's that espresso. Yeah, and now it's the stone wash, and yep. those both of those styles are not on the market. You can't sure. find that. Sure. So it's really interesting. The innovation of the steel has also become bestsellers for us, along with that wood story, right. wood emotional. Connection. Well, and the thing I really liked about them is because the wood is it's inlaid, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. inlaid into so all the stress yep. on the watch on any torque right. is on metal, is not right. on the wood. Right. So, all right, well now levels are good. So let's get this thing started. Uh, All right, podcast fam, I'm here um, in San Diego today. I'm taking a break from the Orange County Fair. And uh, I, for those of you, this is gonna be a little different episode. For those of you that know me, I am a huge watch fan. Um, I collect a number of different watches, but my favorite watch brand is, and actually is an upstart, that started on Kickstarter, and it is called Original Grain. And I'm here at their headquarters uh, in San Diego with their head honcho, Andrew Beltran. 
Uh, Andrew, say hello to the fam. Hey, yes, sir. And uh, you know, thanks for thanks for coming down. It's, it's an honor to see you and meet you finally. I mean, we yep. had many conversations over the years, and yep. it, it almost feels like it went from being a customer to a friendship. And yeah. obviously, I, I can see us yep. being partners in the future. You know, sure. In different ventures we chase. Of know, course. So, great. so give um, give the people that don't know Original Grain give uh, give everybody kind of like the two minute. Okay. summary of right. like I know it's the story it's, has yeah. gotten longer and longer yeah. we've added multiple chapters right. but give people like a, a quick yeah. summary of what's just, up just a quick kind of snapshot of how we got started um, it was founded my by my older brother and I Ryan and we, we set out to just create something that was unique and niche to the market and incorporating wood um, that told a unique story and so we started using exotic hardwoods uh, and we wanted to set out to plant trees as well so it was kind of that social impact that we felt obligated to give back, um, planting one tree for every watch that we sell. Uh, and we ended up launching on Kickstarter just with a crapshoot and said that's where, that's the route we're gonna chase. Uh, we were able to raise around 390,000 our first month. We ended up doing a secondary camp follow-up campaign that raised around 420,000. Um, again, this is when we're like startup entrepreneurs and don't really know much about business, scaling right. business, production, manufacturing. So there was a lot of things that we had to pick up along the way. Uh, five years later, we have some of the biggest partnerships, I'd say, in the world, that being the New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, uh, Chicago Cubs, but Golden you know, State Warriors. But, but, but on, here know. I am, being the New York Mets fan I, right. I am. You <laughs> haven't partnered with them yet. It's, it's I, I, I would recommend against that because the watches will end up breaking just like the players yeah, end up breaking yeah, with the organization. Yeah. It's a rough be year. Be wary about that. <laughs> yeah. So you started online right you went with kickstarter mm -hmm. so as a, a startup we are in an entrepreneurial age where money for a very long time from vcs was plentiful mm -hmm. you didn't necessarily go that route you went to crowdsource it right and right. so you said you raised just short of 400k on the first one this is when i discovered you you were in that phase uh, my best friend from college had sent me a link he knew i was looking for a, a watch with wood on it right. sent me a link on facebook and i checked it out um how do you feel in this era of social media and connectedness between crowdsourcing kickstarter facebook ads all that kind of mm -hmm. thing how has that affected your business and your startup yeah it's entirely how we operate you know the, the power of the internet has totally morphed us to be here today, you know, because 20 years ago, my brother and I couldn't have woken up one day, liked the design, liked the product, put it to market, and then essentially blown up. You right. know, we, we just couldn't have done it without the power, like I said, the power of the internet and being able to reach so many eyeballs and get them to our site, but also creating a quality product that people come back for. You've, you have four watches. A lot of our customers are, are create, have created our collection in, into some that are collectible. Right. You know, so there's a lot of good things that went into this brand, um, but we couldn't have done this 20 years ago, that's for sure. For sure. Yeah, no way. So as far as your advertising and your marketing, do you do any traditional television, radio, any of that? We do, and that's, that's predominantly when we do those special collaborations such as the Yankees, Cubs. We don't always see a direct scale, like, hey, we're going to spend hundred grand on TV, we're going to make three hundred grand back. Right. But we know that the brand equity is growing so, has grown so much right. when we do those kind of types of advertising, sure. and we'll see a spike in. We're, we're promoting the Cubs watch in Chicago. All of a sudden, we have a thousand people buying our whiskey barrel out of Chicago. You know. 
Right. So, we're so you, through your analytics on the back end, mm -hmm. you can see patterns. For sure. Of, for of sure. where By things are coming from. By doing some of the traditional. We do edit advertorial, you know, editorial with Vogue, and we've been all over GQ. And right. So we, we've, we've done that period periodically dur during certain product releases that right. we found that was important. Do you, do you find that the traditional television route is the most effective, or has been so social media is the absolute Just foundation of what yeah, you've done? Yeah, it is. That's the long term. That's the long term brand core building is going to be done on social media for right. us. You know, so that's just where we're at as a company. Well, Some people do it the other way. You know, right. So when do. you do your when you do your traditional, you're tending to lean more towards. Um, that's when you're promoting your partnerships because then you're leveraging the Yankees yeah. organization, right. the Red yeah. Sox, and the Warriors exactly. and whatnot. That's when we're doing that big kind of TV sponsorship. Got it. So you're, you're not necessarily going out just saying, hey, here's an original grain watch and spending right. gajillions of dollars exactly. on that. You're, do, you're doing it with partnerships. Exactly. Yeah, Got exactly. it. We feel like it's a compelling story. We're geo-targeting those commercials um, to Chicago or New York. Right. Even more specific. So now, obviously, most of your, all of your stuff comes in order, but if a fan goes to Fenway Park, can they pick up that watch? You know, and that's something we're actually starting to incorporate into the partnerships that mm -hmm. we did with the Golden State Warriors. Is You could only find that at the stadium. Got it. And so you couldn't even buy that online. So we found a ton of success in that. So mm -hmm. now we're incorporating, like in our Duke, we just did a Duke collaboration. With I saw the, that. The floor from the, the championship floor. And we end up we're selling them in the in the bookstore as well as online, you know. And we're, now we're starting to marry up the two, and we've got you know that's a it's an algorithm at, to some degree, sure. You know that we had to figure out, and you know the Yankees and the Cubs um, very successful, but it took longer than than expected, right? Because we really needed to dial in traditional media, which we hadn't done before. You know, we had never done. We'd always been online, right? Following that Kickstarter, you know, sure. So much success, so. A lot of these things. Well, and the attention, do you find the the attention online is so much less expensive? No, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think you're getting television commercials and for Golden State Warriors right. stuff at, at 8 or 10 or 12 dollars per thousand views. Exactly. Easier and easy to scale and like, you know, you're not just throwing all, all your you know, eggs in a bucket for that month. You right. know, you know, we'll scale up day by day with certain advertising because we have an in-house team that's really, really analytical and measures right. measures our results. We have a CPA we have to hit, um, and then they're able to scale to uh, to hire. You know, as right. the, as certain months, certain market obviously marketing promotions are going into that. Um, some things work, some things don't, but. Yeah. So, so you sure. tell me a little bit more about your team. I walked in here. I've seen pictures of your office, obviously, on your Instagram, on Original Grains Instagram. And if you're listening and you're an Instagram file like I am, you've got at Original Grain. Um, nice. And yeah, nice plug right there, right? <laughs> and by the way, full disclosure, I'm being compensated zero for doing this podcast. <laughs> I just love the brand, genuinely love yeah, the brand, yeah. right? Um, so tell me a little bit about your team, because I walked in and you've got workstations set up and it looked like you had everybody going from stations from just customer service, handling emails to creative. I think I saw Photoshop and Lightroom and things like that getting used. Yeah, yeah so our team has grown. We have around 18 people in office. You know, we try to handle everything in-house from the content creation, Obviously, as the an I was talking about the analytics before, business development, we keep it all in-house. Even our retail, we, we don't have many sales reps. We, we handle most of that in-house just because right. it just sticks to the ethos of our brand, essentially. We've created right. a family here, um, and the people that have bought in, and they're going to put their heart and you know their soul into it. Everybody who's down there creates huge impacts for us right. every day, you know, from the 
a lot of people will outsource their e-com. We don't even outsource e-com shots, you know, because we want to handle it. So you do, certain, yeah, I noticed you have a cameras and you've got shoot. lighting and everything yeah. set up that you want things yeah. a certain way. Yeah, we're specific and everyone's super talented down there. Everyone's young and motivated and and, ha and has good experience, you know, where we, we right. leave it in their hands and they're, they get the job done. You know, they've done really so well. So then it, it allows you to have complete brand control over complete what your, brand control. your Amen. image is. Amen to that. Um, now you talked about you plant a tree for every watch that gets right. purchased. Right. Um, so where, how, what is that program? Where are your trees so being planted? How yeah, does that work out? That's a program we put together in 2015, right after the second Kickstarter, um, and that was just to give back for every tree, uh, every watch or bracelet we sell. Right. Uh, right now we've planted around 491,000. I guess our community has planted around 490,000. So at that. If I read that correctly, you have sold just under a half a million That's a shit ton of watches, right? watches yeah. which is complete astronomical for a startup. Like y your name isn't Rolex isn't stamped on this thing that can knock out a million watches a year. Right. This is original grain, a small startup by two brothers in Southern California. Right. Now at almost a half a million watches. And you're constantly bringing like your original run had like what five or six designs on it, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, five and five. now you've expanded. You went to the whiskey barrel watches. Mm -hmm. You've got your partnerships with the the NBA and Major right. League Baseball. But I'm no. I've been seeing some teasing for other things coming out. So what are whatever you can share? Yeah, of course. What you know, can you share about what are some of your next yeah, projects? Yeah, obviously continue, continuing to tell the story of reclaimed materials. Mm -hmm. And we've just found so much success in that, and we're going to continue to stick to using materials that have a, such an awesome story from, right. from start to finish from the, the dials of the hands the band you know we're going we're going to tell a, a thorough story of reclaim right um, and then obviously we're going to tap into our women's market that we've yet, we've kind of we've just been building our men's base and we felt like you know here are four or five collections it's time to release a, a women's specific collection we've right. been somewhat unisex at times but now we're going to go women's uh, specific with a reclaimed wine barrel. That's going right. to be the flagship nice. uh, for the women. Um, now I had a preview of know. them. I had a preview of them downstairs. Right. I, I saw one with a blue strap that has a nice wood face on it. Um, I, I couldn't I, take a picture of it. Not allowed to share that and spill the beans just yet. This is for them to do. Is that a wine barrel face that I'm looking That's at? That's actually on? an ash wood. That's ash, ash on that one. Wood, yes. Okay. I'll but show you the wine. Yeah, but I'll you do have the wine also. With that wine okay. Yeah. And that's going to be the that's gonna flagship. That's going to be the flagship of our women's collection is a wine stained. It's a unique process. It's something we hadn't done before. Right. When you know, when you know shit, cut the bezel and then you, we drown the wood in wine. You know, we, and just we get it drunk. So you marinate the wood. Yeah, we marinate the wood. <laughs> it's a process. Yeah, it's fun. That's. Amazing. Uh, now, your watches are, are pretty well known for being very, a lot of them, especially since the Whiskey Barrel line came out, they're much larger. Your originals were like 43 mil. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Whiskey Barrels are running 47, yeah. so that's a, a very large mm -hmm, case. Mm -hmm. What's the size? Like, obviously, my wife is 4'11". She's yeah. not going to wear a 47 <laughs> mil on her wrist. Yeah, we're starting to see a trend, actually, and even the men's market is starting to go, feel like starting to taper down a little bit. Um, so the women's going to be a 34 millimeter. Okay. Um, a military collection that we're releasing it's going to be around a 43 millimeter 44 millimeter still ironing that out so right. we're going to start taper back down i think our barrel is going to be our biggest face kind of that 47 yeah, will be the, the cap yeah got it yeah. so now your military right collection that you started you showed me some of those and you're using as you said you're using reclaimed products what mm -hmm. what are some of the reclaimed products you're using yeah, in the military so this line is just this is our it's our armed forces kind of tribute and it's just using bomber jackets um, the face of the watch is pounded down artillery shells and gun casings. 
so, so like as I said, it's going from top to finish uh, across the band is ammunition uh, boxes, wood ammunition boxes they used back in World War II. Wow. Um, the strap is canvas tents or uh, utilities that they had worn in the you know. Now where service. do you where do you get these materials? It's all military sur like certified military surplus. Is where we get it from. So do you just go like to military surplus yeah. stores yeah. and find it? And buy it and send it. Just straight up buy it. So whatever the cost is. So like your cost yeah. could vary if you go to a surplus store and that piece of canvas or whatever that you yeah. need is one they price. No, you're 100% right. So you're, you're buying in bulk and getting it out there to right. the manufacturer. Yeah. It's, not, it's not as simple as just calling up the military and going, hey, do you have yeah. any leftover uh, yeah. ammo boxes from World not, War II? Yeah, hopefully there's a license in the works there though. So Yeah. We'll definitely we'll marry up those things as soon as we kind of find the success in this line, which right. we're going to we're planning to release for a holiday, um, and then just yeah try to get involved. Our licensing is is kind of sent our brand to the next level. Right, and we're going to continue to build that, especially for armed armed forces. We're selling um, in the next navy. It's called Next, the Naval Exchange on right. base. So we have about six accounts: Pearl Harbor, Pensacola, Florida. Big, cool, big kind of hubs for the now. Is this it, as I understand you were. You right, retired yeah. from the military? Marines, yes, I was from the Marines. That's when I had started this company, I was coming back actually from a deployment, stopped in Hong Kong. Right. And my brother was living there, teaching English. Right. And he had he had given me my first watch, and that's what kind of just inspired this whole thing. Right. And your first watch, obviously, not an original grain. The company had been it wasn't, born. It wasn't. It was. It was a. Uh, it's some kind of knockoff. Right. Something. Just something. something <laughs> it might have said it yeah. might have said Gerard Perigo yeah, on it, but it probably <laughs> wasn't. It might have been. <laughs> and then I you know, we we had just always wanted to work together. We'd just been the best of friends growing up and it had been probably four years, maybe even six years since we had kind of spent a lot of time together just because he, he had went on to China and lived out there and then I was in the military and then once we reconnected, it was like let's let's, let's do, do it this. And let's get so, you does back. this military line? Is there a little bit of a of a give back and a tribute to Definitely. your your yeah. service so to every, this? Every watch will give back to the families impacted by war. You know, so people that were lost in battle. We got a lot of watches to sell. Then we're gonna give back. We're gonna give you back. Know. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, but just start excited. start with one, right? Start with one, <laughs> one at a time. Finish the finish the design. It always starts with quality, man. We can't. We can't always rush things. Sometimes brands get lost, you know, and try trying to rush quality. But right. at the end of the day, you got your first watch, and, and now you have four. You know, and, you, and yes. you're here with me today. Well, and and for those quality. for you guys listening to the podcast, I have several pretty nice watches, um, a couple of nicer Swiss pieces that are far more expensive than I ever ever should have purchased. <laughs> the cool thing I will tell you guys listening about the original grain watches is that. Like you can go spend four or five, six, eight thousand dollars on a Rolex and be like, yeah, it's a Rolex. But Rolex is knocking out a million watches a year. My thing is, they just look like everybody else's watch. Like it's a great watch. It's really well manufactured, but it looks like everybody else's watch. You get an original grain for somewhere between two and three hundred bucks on your wrist. Mm -hmm. I will tell you this: whenever I have that whiskey barrel on, I get compliments on it. Every the grocery store. When I'm working, when I stop at the gas station driving across the country, I get compliments on that Definitely. watch. No, you're right. And in, in variety, I mean, just to kind of, not to keep preaching, but what you said, <laughs> what you said, not preach, not, brother. Not every watch is going to be the same. You know, you, you, when you talk about Rolex, you know, a lot of people have that same watch. You know, right. whatever that watch may be. 
whatever that a collection is. And w if you wear our whiskey barrel and my friend's got a whiskey barrel, there's going to be variety because right. it's natural wood. Right, because the so grain itself is going to change. And that's what I loved from the beginning. It's like I, would, I remember when I got our first watch, it was the rosewood, and there was light, there was light grain patterns across the band that I was just like, where is that coming from? Right. And it's because it's natural wood. Right. It's just like it's part of the And even the, even the lighting when you're dealing with natural wood like that, yeah. even lighting can change how the For watch sure. looks. For sure. You're 100% right on that. I mean, and you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, you said four watches. Check that. It's five yeah, because five. I bought my dad one. Oh, right, so right. he and I, we, he and I both have. I've got the this brewmaster that's got. If you're on the website, it's got the black face on it and a little wedge of wood at the top, and then he's got the full face wood, mm -hmm. the brewmaster oh, with all right, the, right. the wood on it. Oh right, the barrel, the, the barrel, barrel design. Yeah, yeah the barrel design. Right. And uh, and unique. he he digs it. Like yeah. it was funny for a lot of years. Like either my mom or my sister would get dad a watch or whatever Christmas and. Um, he tends about every two years. He tends to go through them, and um, I was like looking. I finally told my mom, "I'm like, why are you and my and Jess getting him? Like, I'm the watch file. I should be the one to get him a watch." Yeah, yeah. So we last Christmas he put on his first original grain, and he loves it. Legend. So, Legendary, man. and uh, so you got the women's line. You said women's is going to drop. Did I see what the, the end August, of the month? Yeah, August twenty second is where we're on pace to have fully release. So you're just a couple weeks out. We're a couple weeks out. Yeah, we're ready to go. That's well. At which point, my wife will be um, looking at the website, going, "Yeah, my turn." Which one do I get? Because <laughs> I want one. She actually sent me a picture of one of my smaller watches that she stole out of my collection back home in Albuquerque today, and she right. wore to wore to uh, to work. Oh yeah. Um. Cool. So you were in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. What did you do with the Marines? It's a field radio, field radio operator. So it was just communication, commu platoon communications, essentially. Interesting. Yeah. That's Good cool. My so Sarah's dad um, is a retired um, chief mm. from the Air Force. Okay, gotcha. And he his job was uh, when he was at Keesler, so he's down in South Mississippi. He did training and he taught people how to set up all those communications mm. out in the field. Right, no doubt. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting that there's still that communication yeah, connection. Yeah, I had there. to be. I was. I was. You know, I joined the Marines with the intentions of protecting the country, as anybody who joins the Marines. Did does that's why we joined the marines but uh it was like if i'm gonna protect the country i want to be in the know i was like i'm gonna be a communicator right because right. i can always call them back up i can receive information that a lot right. of people on the front lines couldn't receive um so that's why i chose that job i feel like it was the smartest choice for it me. was a good one for you it was my favorite i right. like being a radio operator man it's just it had a lot of benefits and uh used it to my advantage even when i was about i did communications to even call home right right had, for sure yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> So, I was saying earlier, you've got how many employees? 18? 18, 18 employees here. So, and you had talked about um, that, and for context on the podcast, if this gets listened to later, it's August of 2018 right now. Politically, we're in a pretty charged environment yeah. where the president has Very. been throwing some pretty hefty punches yeah. on the global economy. Um, some of it probably for the better, some of it not so much for the better. Yeah. And you had said that because of some of the, the tariffs and yeah, trade issues sure. that it's this is having a direct effect on you. It's go it, I mean, it could eventually, they just put out, what is it, the initial projections and changes they want to make. Right. Uh, so we'll see when and how that goes through. I know they're, they're going back and forth right now in Congress. I'm not, I'm not totally spun up on politics, to be honest. Right. I just look at some of the numbers. And yeah, there's there's inc there's a hundred and ten percent increases on some of the materials coming in. I understand. I, I mean, I get. I, I respect to some degree what he's trying to do and what everybody's trying to accomplish with 
the economy and there's a bigger idea here I believe than um, my company I, I say that obviously humbly you know but right. um, but your company I, I think me, I yeah. think when we talk about um, major issues in the economy and politics or like that it's yeah. real easy and you hear a lot of oh well you know Disney makes a gajillion dollars and and yeah. Apple makes a bajillion dollars and McDonald's makes all this money but they're not the backbone of the American economy ultimately sure it's uh, ultimately there's far more businesses yeah. that look like yours right. that have 15 20 35 employees how could this yeah. And that's the reason I bring it up, not to so much get in the politics of it, yeah. whether you agree with a given president's yeah. policies or not, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But this is a face on right. how political decisions can affect your neighbors and that's your friends. True. So yeah. how, if these prices continue to go up, if tariffs continue to get messed with, I like how does that affect I like you guys? Think, I like to think that we're nimble and hungry enough to make changes, and I'm already doing. I'm already on the front lines of this. Um, like I said, I was just in Mexico, and, mm -hmm. I, and I'm inspired to make changes. If I need to move to Mexico and make things happen, I will. If I need to go to the Philippines, I will. Right. I'm not going to let this company die at the end of right. the day. If we need to, if we need to go nimble and. Um, maybe people need to put their, you know, trust into our company there for a few months while we work it out. We're going right. to probably have to maybe go into that, but it, it's hard to say. You know, um, we're going to we'll survive. You know, right. just because that's the type of person I am. But well, it and it's also the, it could really impact our pricing. We we right. can go from selling a forty dollar bracelet that we would have to charge a hundred dollars. Like there's no way right. around that. Exactly. Which is you know, so I mean, you, our, your our sales will go down. And that and that's not. You know, you hear people in the political debate argue about, oh, the one percent, and they're just trying to pocket the money. And but literally, you're talking about a, a doubling, if not two and a half per times, yeah. the increase on the price of something, and that's just to cover your cost. That's yeah. not because you want to have a like yeah. two, three, and four vacation homes. Yeah. That's just to keep your business alive. Mm -hmm. Do you find how long have you been? Have you been doing this? Five years. Just five years. Five you guys have been in. Yeah. So you came in. While President Obama mm -hmm. was running things, now you've got President Trump. Have you, do you find and do you believe that there will be, if you've talked to other business people, an ebb and flow where, yeah, maybe things get tight the next couple of years, two, three, five years, but maybe you get another president, economic policies change. There's yeah. an ebb and flow to how that works. That's for, that's for sure, right? That's just kind of the natural course. Right. A lot of these things, like, I should probably worry about it on a greater scale. I just don't. Cause right until it's right you know i plan for it and until it happens I'll, i'm ready to shift you know right as needed i will i just know i will right i'm just gonna make it happen because that's just who you are as a person as so a person, you I and ryan are the people that are like okay we've got a curveball coming and here's how we're gonna adjust we're gonna and you're gonna do it yeah, immediately do it. And, and that's why we got a, that's why we have an in-house team and that's why we got people that believe in what they do every day and like right. we're giving back and we're making things happen for the right reasons and it's like we'll make it happen yeah, that's 100%. You'll survive that's it. That's 100%, yeah. So awesome. That's just where we're at, yeah. As people, right? That's more of a people question than, like... Well, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's people, really more than original people, brain. Some people, some people can't, right? Some right. People, well, and some people... I, I was told, a friend of mine who is with the um, um, Texas... Aaron Alejandro is with the Texas um, FFA Foundation. And really good guy. Really well-versed on on social media and how it can help tell stories. But his his term is always um his quote is there's three types of people when it comes to changes whether it's economic changes technology changes mm -hmm. there's early adopters late adopters and forced adopters right and um 
I think I see that a lot with business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're obviously the early jump out ahead type, yeah, and ahead. then you're going to get the people on the back end that yeah. are going to complain, kicking and screaming, yeah. and maybe their businesses make it or maybe they don't. Yeah, and I'm already, like I said, I'm already ahead. Like I was down in Mexico. I'm talking to people down there. I'm talking to people in the Philippines right now. Right. Just ready to make a move as needed. And you would ask me the question, is your quality going to change? And that's, right. that's a no. Like, it won't. Right. We won't allow that. That's Yeah, and that was a question I'd asked earlier was, because, um, like, one thing I'd noticed, like, even, um, you know, T-shirts that I, I used to yeah. buy at, like, Kohl's, mm -hmm. you know, or, or JCPenney or Walmart or whatever, like, you get a T-shirt and then for a while it, it, the brand has got it and it's coming out of, you know the Philippines or it's coming from Japan or from China but as you get all these different places all of a sudden you're like this isn't the same shirt right. it's no, cut different sure. it, it shrinks it doesn't so you will use the same how are you like how do you manage to maintain that quality if you have to move your production from one location to another right and so as we kind of mentioned this before in our own personal conversations my, my essential plan would be to take some of the materials cut them down and then have those shipped to the new location for assembly location. Got it. That's how I'm going to So work. rather than procure those, try to get those materials locally in those countries or wherever you're and at. We, and that's why I said it might it might embark a whole a totally different right situation where we find better materials and well, the quality we will, we won't stand for something less, but we right. will find maybe better materials out right. there. So that's just kind of my short plan right now is to have my current material list sent over to the place that's needed right. for assembly. And then I'll obviously spend a ton of time out there as that happens. We have a production guy who's in China right now. Um, he would be at the forefront of that as well. Just making like doing research and development sure. amongst those countries to make sure that we, we can make that shift and change materials as needed. Right. And so as this company continues to grow, what are your hopes for the next four or five or six years? Yeah, honestly, right now, my main focus um, in some of the business development is distribution, international distribution. Right. Um, growing very rapidly in Australia right now. Japan's been steady for us. China's going to be going for us. We're hoping we'll see how this tariff thing works out. Right. Uh, but we're looking to do some business out in China, so I may keep some production out there because sure. it's just out the back door. Um, and then... Yeah, I was just down in Mexico doing business development down in Guadalajara. Right. So yeah, just international distribution and just continuing to. Just so, is the majority of your business sales in the U.S. In the US in right the US now? In the U.S. right now, I'd say about eighty percent. An insane amount, too much, too much in the U.S. right now. Well, you, you I would think you want to <laughs> diversify yeah. somewhat. I mean, that's. But you do have that potential for company growth, then. I mean, you're talking yeah, about yeah, you know the economy and the tariffs may start hitting you here, mm -hmm. but do you have an emerging economy somewhere else that you yeah, can yeah, yeah. capitalize on exactly so and again yeah. this is all because of the internet yeah you couldn't have done this 10 even 10 no, years ago no way no way it wouldn't happen yeah. but because of the internet yeah. and this is i tell people if you're it, the internet especially smartphones on top as a layer on top of the internet mm -hmm. is a miracle yeah. because it has given opportunity to people that i mean 10, 15, 20 years ago, you would have had to go to VCs and you would have, you oh, for damn sure. sure would have had other companies trying to say, push you out because they don't want the competition. Instead, you can go crowdsource it, it build your own it. business and keep it all in house. Mm -hmm. An opportunity you never would have had otherwise. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, I, you know, I was, I was raised in a humble background with my, my dad who's like a painter. My mom's a, my mom's just like hospice care for dis disabled people. 
you know, so very traditional workforce where I'm where I'm coming from. So I wasn't even exposed. I'm just still getting exposed that this uh, one of the guys we just hired 20 years in the business. He spent 12 years at Rip Curl. You know, he the first day he walked in, he was like, "Where's the faxer?" And I was like, "He don't have. A, we don't have a faxer." And he's just, you know, but that's why that's the area he lived in, and he had to do that. He had to fax POs. He had to right. And it, it was just instead of just emailing, it's done. Email, whatever. It is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Call, text, FaceTime, Skype. You know, right? Slack. Like we're just like communicating on such different high level. I believe we we're just saying, yeah, it's right. just insane now what we can do. What? So real quick here before we, because I do want to kind of bring this back to the social media aspect. Um, what is your, you know, we talked about your, your ads, you, you know, you, I get your original green ads all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a number of ads that I tell to mute, but I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I always yeah. click like on that ad. Just if, even if it's like a watch that like a minimalist, that's really not one of my more favorites. I like, I said, I like the bigger ones. I still click like on it because that tells Facebook algorithm to keep showing me your stuff. <laughs> but what, what is some of your content strategy yeah. that has helped you grow your following, like on Instagram and Facebook? Yeah, that's changed. You know, it's changed over the years, and like just because the the platform has changed too, from Instagram and Facebook. Um, before it was like you could post one time, and your whole base would see it. Right. And now you have to pay for your base to see it. Right. So, so we have to be more consistent, really. Right. And, and, and that just required just better strategy. Better marketing, just planning, future. Pl- you know, we're we're three months ahead now rather than being the day of. You know, right. so that's totally helped us. Uh, and just just being uh, creating such a, a unique story that y- you have to you like it because you like our brand, which is right. great. But it's like we want to create stories that just really resonate with the product, whether that be the, from the material side, the give back side. Right. It, it's just it's going on those. We have like a brand bible and it's our core ethos everything we post mm-hmm. is going to have it's going to have at least three of these things that stick really well to our messaging right so we just stick to those and right and, and we're way ahead so well one thing i like with some of the stories that you have put out the videos and whatnot on instagram is you actually see the whiskey barrel getting processed and cut right. and turned into dials totally. and turned into you know yeah. it's i think a lot of brands um can run into a challenge with this where you know, here's a picture of my watch, but that's cool, but that's only cool for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, like initially you started out with, you know, here's what the watches look like right. on the Kickstarter, and people right. were like, those are amazing, yeah, let's fund it. Right, right, but right. now you start to give the background and show the right. people behind the scenes making it, mm-hmm. and uh, and it all works, you know. Yeah, it's a much better better story for you guys. No, it definitely is. Cool, definitely. so we've been chatting here about 35 minutes or so. Um, where let's let's wrap this up. Where can people uh, where can people find yeah. Original Grain and get one of these absolutely amazing watches? I'd say the best place would be on our website, OriginalGrain.com. If you want to follow along with new product updates, it'd be on our Instagram or Facebook at Original Grain. Um, if you're in the kind of the southeast region, uh, you can find us on Bel- at Belk. We're so we're sold in seventy five Belk stores. Are you really? Yeah. Oh yeah. In this in the south. In the south, Southeast. that's been a great market for us, man. Great in the south. You got them at Belk. In the dirty, in the dirty south. The dirty south, man. They well, that's stuff. interesting. Next time I'm in, in South Mississippi with Sarah, I'm gonna have to go into Belk and be there. like, "Where's an OG?" Check it out. You know, <laughs> we're trying to grow that. You know, um, we have con- uh, accounts with Nordstroms. We're selling online. Uh, we're working on a Macy's, Macy's deal right now. Um, so we're we're, tr- we're still continuing, and then obviously the naval bases. So continuing that distribution, but the best place would be on our on our website. You know, right? We offer obviously good terms for our customers if there's any type of return warranty issues. 
Uh, yeah, I, you, you know it, what? Yeah, I'll see if it's good for you. I, I had one return with you guys once. My original whiskey barrel, I was probably right at a year, somewhere a year, just over a year. Right. What's the, is it two-year warranty? It's a one-year limited uh, warranty, yeah. One year. So yeah. it was coming. must have been coming up on one year. I was at... Uh, I was in a parking lot and had went to put my reach into my pull right. my keys out of my pocket right. and I just snagged a string or something snagged, snagged the, the crown, crown and busted yep. it right off and I'm like oh no yep. and I emailed them like look this is what happened this is the order number and it, like not even 20 minutes later I can email back it was like oh we've got your order is this the correct address yeah. we'll send you a new one I'm like wait what like sure. that's it that's good it was yeah. so it and that nice like care, yeah. in this day and age where so many brands are like oh sorry you bought it it's we your responsibility we want you to, you know yeah we wouldn't do it right it's just part of ethos you know we're, we're, we're in the control right now where we have customers uh, at you know our first infancy of the company essentially right I would hate for you to have be like well maybe the product isn't quality I'm yeah. not gonna buy again because I would hate to have just a, a watch sitting on my dead on my dresser right right, right. So it's like we're gonna take care of it. that's just part yeah of and and straight up like there was nothing like i yeah. it just it just snagged it broke happened. like that happens when life you own happens. jewelry like yeah. your bracelet breaks you drop your yeah. cell phone it happens yep. but i don't see apple when somebody goes ah damn it i, I dropped, dropped in phone, phone. Yeah, apple right. going here let me get you another phone you're totally even right. though they could afford to do you're it right, 10 honey. times over Isn't for everybody every customer my phone's cracked right now right and think I got, about I that i mean here phone. you are a, a fledgling company yeah. you don't even have compared to apple i don't even think Not you make either. pennies on the dollar no. to what apple has no way. but if someone goes damn my watch it's been eight months and you're like here we got you i got you Maybe that's a problem with my company. No. <laughs> no, no I, I yeah. can tell you this. There's yeah. five watches in my family exactly. between me and my father, and there will be many, there's more yeah, coming. True, so true. Because of those decisions, right? Because of good customer service so, and yeah, making things. It's super important. It's day, especially the day internet, man. Companies got to have it. They got to have good, good customer right. support. And you're care. quick, too. That's one thing. There are times that, and I watch companies on Twitter all the time where people, people like to complain on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And you got companies like, Southwest Airlines and whatnot that they're on it. Oh, they right, are right. Good, In fact, good. and I don't know if you if you knew this when you talk customer service, mm -hmm. Southwest Airlines, their social media department is in the same um, area as their flight controllers, their ground really? controllers in Dallas. So if there's ground controllers, anytime a Southwest plane mm -hmm. is in service, right. the ground controllers know exactly where it is. Right. And so if there's a delay and somebody on the social media side literally gets a complaint, oh, what's going on with this flight? They literally just ask Talk the person you. that's right there, and they have an answer immediately. Wow! And it keeps people happy. Speed. That's a good. And that's how up. how I felt when I had that issue. Like I think probably the same day or the next day, the new one was on the way. That's true. That's good intel. That's so good intel. there you go. Oh uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anything else? No, no. Just uh, thanks for coming by, man. I'm yeah, man. I'm stoked to see you. And came to the door, and yeah. yeah, I'm excited for future stuff with you. That's for sure. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Andrew, thanks for uh, taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you, man.